Welcome to Insights, a production of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Insights is an audio podcast that provides perspective on the opportunities and uncertainties facing investors today. Today's program, the Market Insights Notes on the Week Ahead. Hello, this is David Kelly. I'm Chief Strategist here at J.P. Morgan Funds. Today is November 5th, 2018. The week ahead is going to be a busy one as investors process the implications of recent strong economic reports, the Federal Reserve holds its seventh FOMC meeting of the year, and the nation votes in midterm elections on Tuesday. On the economy, recent numbers have been very solid, with real GDP growth topping 3% year-over-year for the first time since 2015, and the employment report showing both the addition of 250,000 payroll jobs in October and the strongest year-over-year wage gain since 2009. A key question is how much of this momentum is sustainable. On growth, while fundamentals remain solid, real GDP growth will likely ease in the fourth quarter. Consumer spending has logged back-to-back quarters of 3.8% and 4.0%, and despite strong confidence, the impact of tax cuts should begin to wane in the months ahead. Meanwhile, very strong growth in inventories in the third quarter suggests that stock building will not be a source of additional demand for the economy over the next few quarters. The economy still seems to be on track to post near 3% year-over-year real GDP growth in the fourth and first quarters, before falling back to the mid-twos in the second quarter of 2019 and the low-twos in the second half of the year. On jobs, GDP growth feeds into employment growth with a lag, and the expected path of GDP growth should be consistent with the creation of more than 200,000 payroll jobs per month through the end of next year. However, this in turn should cut the unemployment rate to just over 3% by the end of 2019, the lowest rate seen since the early 1950s, suggesting that a lack of available workers may begin to exert a drag on the economy. On wages, there are two long-standing trends in conflict. First, despite a pickup in wage growth in October, wages have been much more subdued in this expansion than its predecessors, suggesting that labor has much far less bargaining power than in previous expansions. However, conversely, there has appeared to be a tipping point in prior expansions, when a general recognition of a shortage of labor in economic good times has led to a sudden acceleration in wage gains. Splitting the difference between these two themes suggests that wages could sustain the recent acceleration into the first half of 2019 without adding significantly to it. This pattern should keep the Fed on a steady, tightening path. However, this week's Fed meeting could be one of the least consequential of the year. While they are widely expected to raise the federal funds rate by 25 basis points in December, they are equally widely anticipated to make no change this week. In addition, as this is an FOMC meeting without a a press conference from the chairman or economic projections, markets will only have the FOMC statement itself to react to, and the wording of that statement will likely contain only the smallest of changes. However, while what the Fed says on Thursday may have little impact on markets, what the voters say on Tuesday could be more important. In theory, there are four possible outcomes, a Republican sweep, a Democratic sweep, a Democrat Senate and a Republican House, or a Republican Senate and a Democrat House. However, in practice, this can be reduced to three outcomes, since recent polling suggests it is very unlikely that the Democrats would take the Senate, but fail to take the House. Indeed, from the perspective of financial markets, a range of outcomes could probably be reduced further to two, namely either the Republicans sweep or they don't. Control of the Senate is important for confirming presidential nominees. However, for most economic policy issues, control of one House of Congress is sufficient for the Democrats to block the President's agenda, should they choose to do so. And whether the Democrats take the House or not probably does make a difference. 
Sad to say, the election campaign for 2020 will start on Wednesday, and the administration will want a booming economy in the lead-up to that election. With a Republican sweep, the president may well want to pursue further fiscal stimulus in the form of Tax Reform 2.0, a big infrastructure bill, more money to shore up or replace the Affordable Care Act, and greater spending on defense. If this occurs, it would further widen the deficit. However, there's little evidence that the public cares about the deficit. Such a policy track could lead to stronger economic growth in the short run. However, it would also likely contribute to higher inflation, higher interest rates, and a stronger dollar, with a greater risk of recession when the new stimulus wore off. If Democrats win the House, some of this may still occur. The Democrats would have a hard time opposing middle-class tax cuts, more money for health care, or an infrastructure bill. However, they would have a strong political interest in not helping the president goose up economic growth in 2020, and so could add provisions to any bills to make them less effective or less palatable to the administration. In this case, growth might be slower in the short run, but the economic expansion might persist longer. Of course, partisans on both sides would say that these midterm elections are about far more important issues than short-term economic stimulus, and they would be right. However, it is also finally worth noting one sad and starting statistic about Tuesday's election. Since 1948, the average turnout of eligible voters in a midterm election has been just 42%. Most Americans have, in fact, fallen into one of two groups, which I'll call the CBBRs and the CBBVs, or to spell it out, those who couldn't be bothered to register and those having registered who couldn't be bothered to vote. On Tuesday, even with a surge in turnout, these people will likely represent a majority of the eligible population. While Americans give many excuses for not voting, one general rationale is they don't like their choices. The left is too far to the left and the right is too far to the right. Ironically, however, by their non-participation, they actually strengthen the hands of the extremists on both sides. If government policies undermine the economy, either by over-regulating it, over-taxing it, overheating it, or fostering bubbles and greater inequality, it will not be so much the fault of voters as those who couldn't be bothered to participate. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week. And if you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your J.P. Morgan representative. This content has been produced for information purposes only. And as such, the views contained herein are not to be taken as advice or recommendation to buy or sell any investment or interest thereto. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the recipient. The material was prepared without regard to specific objectives, financial situation, or needs of any particular receiver. Any research in this asset has been obtained and may have been acted upon by J.P. Morgan Asset Management for its own purpose. The results of such research are being made available as additional information and do not necessarily reflect the views of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, statements of financial market trends, or investment techniques and strategies expressed are those of J.P. Morgan Asset Management, unless otherwise stated, as of the date of production. They are considered to be reliable at that time, but no warranty as to the accuracy and reliability or completeness in respect of any error or omission is accepted. They may be subject to change without reference or notification to you. J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the brand for the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide. J.P. Morgan Distribution Services Incorporated. Copyright 2018. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company.